0: everybody, welcome to the Heavy Lifting Podcast with Ravi Lula. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen here. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Also make sure you go ahead and like us on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at and You can always go to the website ravilularadio.com. Really appreciate, again, you taking the time to listen and supporting the podcast. Uh, today on the show, I'm excited to have with me a good friend of mine uh, Evan Stone Evan and I went to college together he is a native of Champaign Illinois which means he's the perfect guy to talk to before Nebraska plays Illinois this week and he has a unique perspective on the Illinois program Uh, He's got a ton of Nebraska fans in his life, so he's got a unique perspective on that as well. And frankly, he's one of the most knowledgeable Big Ten football fans uh, you'll ever meet or be happy to hear from. So uh, take in his knowledge, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more from Evan. He, like I, am a degenerate gambler, especially on college football, so uh, we'll probably have him join us again to talk some gambling. We don't get too much into gambling on the podcast here today. It's mostly just... Um, honestly, just him suffering through the memories of being an Illinois fan for his whole life. So, um, that's fun. And then we do get to preview the Illinois-Nebraska game because, like I said, he's got a ton of knowledge about the Illinois program uh, and has a unique perspective on Nebraska as well. So, uh, I'm really excited about our conversation. Uh, I do want to give you a heads up. This was my first foray into a Skype uh, interview that I'm putting on the podcast here. Um, I believe... I did the audio as best as as can be done, but uh, I probably didn't, and so uh, it it sounds okay, but it is going to sound a little bit different. It's not going to sound quite as clean as the audio you hear right now, Um, so just a heads up there. I appreciate you bearing with me, and if anybody knows how to do those in a more uh, efficient manner that makes the audio come out a little bit cleaner, please hit me up. Uh, I'm not a producer. I'm basically learning all this on the fly, so I do appreciate any help that I can get from anybody there. So um, if uh, with all that being said, uh, I do want to get to uh, a, st- a stat that Evan gave me that we didn't get to in the podcast, just a kind of a microcosm of Illinois as a football program, and that is this. It, since 2006, or for two, from 2006 to 2015, there have been 97 head football coaches hired uh, in Division I, including Lovey Smith at Illinois. If Lovey does not make a bowl game this season, he would join a list of three coaches unable to make a bowl game in four full seasons uh, during that time span. He would join Daryl Hazel, Paul Wolf, and David Beatty. That's not a good list to be on, and that's kind of where Illinois is sitting at as a football program right now. Um, We'll see when we talk to Evan if he's got any hope for them returning to any sort of uh, competitiveness and competence in the seasons to come, whether it's under Lovey Smith or somebody else. Um, And also, I want to give you my picks for games that I like this weekend. If you listen to Unsportsmanlike Conduct on Thursday, you heard these already. Um, But if you didn't, uh, you can go ahead and get them now. I like UCF minus 11 against Pitt. I like TCU minus 9.5 against SMU. I like Washington State minus 18.5 against UCLA. I'm going to keep riding that UCLA loser train until it bites me, and I'm going to keep riding that UCF winner train for as long as they keep going for me as well. And then I like Texas minus 5.5. That's the number I got it at. I know it's been changing a lot, but I got it at 5.5 over Oklahoma State. I just do not trust the Pokes Uh, as much as I like Mike Gundy and his mullet. Do not trust them. So those are the four games I like this weekend. And uh, so those are the ones I'm going to be putting, uh, or I've already put some money on, and uh, hopefully will come out winners. Ended up going 2-3 and three last week. Got off to a slow start, but rallied late. UCF and Oklahoma really came through for me. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out who's good and who's not in this college football season. Uh, looks like Illinois is not, but we'll see And maybe they'll surprise us, hopefully not this week against Nebraska, but long-term, who knows, maybe they'll be a little bit more competitive than we uh, have thought they would be or or how they have been really in the last 10 or 12 years. So uh, we're going to get to my conversation with Evan, but first, a word from a sponsor. Thank you to Fruitful Design for supporting the Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula podcast. Fruitful Design helps businesses and nonprofits be well fruitful with top shelf design and strategy whether you need a logo website or anything else to promote your business which i needed all of fruitful design can help you grow they helped me set up my website for heavy lifting with Robbie lula and we're quick friendly and professional check fruitful out online at www.fruitful.design once again that's www.fruitful.design welcome to the heavy lifting podcast with ravi lula today I am happy to be joined by one of my closest friends and the only person I know of to be a Illinois football fan. And he's an Illinois football fan first. I've met some Illinois fans that are basketball fans that just kind of go along with the football team. He is first and foremost and most importantly, an Illinois football fan. Uh, And his name is Evan Stone. I went to college with Evan. Uh, actually, only for a year, but we got super tight, and we've been friends ever since. Uh, so, Evan, thank you so much for joining me. How are you, bud?
1: Dude, I'm good. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good, you know, just trying to do this podcast thing and get people to listen to me talk about sports and stuff.
1: Dude, let's go. And you were right, dude. Uh, I am football first and foremost. I am a big basketball fan, but, dude, I would sell my soul to see football win (laughs) six games.
0: (laughs) We were having this. Well, Okay, we'll get into this for a second. Let's start with, uh, okay, I know you were born in Champaign, or born and raised at least. How on earth did you become an Illinois football fan rather than an Illinois basketball fan primarily?
1: Yeah, yeah. so when – born in Champaign, you got that right. So Memorial Stadium is like – a mile from my house. So I grew up going to those games, but, you know, it's not not anything special. And then I'm going to take you down memory lane, all right? So it's October 23rd, 1999. (laughs) Illinois is playing at Michigan, the ninth-ranked Michigan, and my dad gets tickets to go to the big house, okay? So we're sitting in the 50-yard line in Ann Arbor, Illinois, Illinois goes into the fourth quarter down 27 to 7, normal stuff, not going to win. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Kirk Kittner, Rocky Harvey, like they go nuts. They score 27 unanswered points and they win this game, stun Michigan in the big house. Brandon Lloyd gives me his wristband. And I'm telling you, in that moment, it was a spirit. And I was sold for Illinois football for the rest of my life. It was amazing.
0: All right, so you cut out there for a second. You said it was like a spiritual experience when Brandon Lloyd Lloyd handed you the wristbands. Is that what I caught there?
1: Yeah, I don't have much going for me in life, but that was it, man. (laughs) That was it.
0: So Brandon Lloyd doomed you to a path of football misery and mediocrity, but you did have one magical other season after that with your boy Juice Williams uh, Rashard Mendenhall, uh, who was the receiver on that team? Uh, Aurelius Ben who look at me go Aurelius um, Ben. Look at you, man. Look at you. You know what? And you took me, this was, this was your freshman year of college. You took me to a, uh, what was it? It was Illinois versus Wisconsin, right?
1: Yeah. Number five was
0: Wisconsin. Yeah. And that was one of the big upsets Illinois had that year. Uh, that one in the Ohio state game, now, I would like you, first of all, I'm glad that I was there to witness Wisconsin be put back in its place on the manure pile yes, where it belongs, yeah. Yeah. but I would like you to tell these fine people about how you experienced that Illinois-Ohio State game for the first time because people who may not know, uh, Evan and I played on the lowest form of college basketball known to mankind and uh why don't you take it from there still college
1: basketball still college still counts. basketball. still um,
0: counts still counts
1: <laughs> so so yeah so we we i don't remember the game exactly but we lost by you know probably 60 that's what we did
0: but um, Let's, i i think it was under 40 come on
1: <laughs> okay yeah i'll take your word for it so we come back <laughs> to the locker room uh, Everyone, you know, like we're all competitive. Even though we weren't good, we like to win and compete, and so we're all pretty bummed. I pull out my phone to see that Illinois has upset number one Ohio State at Columbus, twenty-eight to twenty-one. And dude, I'm pretty sure like I took my shirt off. I'm dancing around the locker room. Everyone's <laughs> super mad, but dude, <laughs> Illinois just beat number one at number one. And uh, dude, it was a moment. It was- was an experience, dude, and I didn't even get to watch it, man. So I went back to
0: I'll say how to many the dorm. Times have you and, watched it since then.
1: Oh, uh, dude, I could tell you every play, <laughs> every moment of that game, man. Every I think, moment. I
0: think oh, I my die. favorite. I think my favorite part of you finding out they won was our. I don't even think our coach was done giving the the post game talk yet. When you checked your phone, No, definitely not.
1: And Definitely.
0: our Definitely not. six foot six African American head coach just stares at you. <laughs> 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 no idea why you're cheering after we just got whooped <laughs> again. <laughs>
1: I'm cheering, man. I'm cheering. It was so good.
0: Oh, uh, I think that was that was, was that's one of my. I think that was the best part of that season. Uh, <laughs> for the <laughs> At basketball, least for team, me, for the basketball team. For I'll me, remember. it was. Yeah, it was. Um, well, yeah, because yeah, you, you missed the uh, infamous William Penn game, so you didn't have that on your highlight reel.
1: No, I didn't. I was, stomach flu, my man. Best stomach flu I've ever had in my entire life.
0: Dude, the best part about that game is we lost that game by 94 points. We could have lost by 200 if they really wanted to the best part though is your dad came to the game to see you <laughs> yeah he drove hours man
1: drove hours to surprise me I mean,
0: it's like a four hour drive right it's like a four yeah. hour drive from your house at he least. comes up to me i have at met least this man. and he pulls
1: poor ravi aside
0: yeah. <laughs> i've met this man one time <laughs> he goes uh hey where's evan and I was like oh, oh no
1: <laughs> sorry so that your was... son is back at the dorm throwing up not losing by 94 points Listen, in the middle of nowhere Iowa
0: your name's on the roster you took that L too my guy <laughs>
1: That's, okay fair enough fair enough
0: <laughs> all right now moving on moving on to Illinois so you've had speaking those speaking two- of taking yeah that's about right so you've had those two good seasons ever basically at least in your lifetime yeah Yeah. and just a multitude of mediocrity and worse ever since then so i guess what is it like for you you spent a little time in nebraska and a lot of your friends are still back here you experienced some of the you experience some of the Nebraska fan football fan angst. What is that like for you? When are you just like Billy Madison when he gets back to the middle school and shakes the kid's face? Is like cherish it, cherish what you have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I, like you said, I got lots of friends that are Nebraska fans. And uh, living in Colorado now, there's tons of Nebraska fans in Colorado. Like, they're everywhere, dude. And um, whenever I bring up Illinois struggling, which is every year. And, I like, man, we're just struggling again. Nebraska fans love to come alongside and say, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. We're (laughs) we're struggling too. And I'm just like, "Like, you have no idea. Like, you don't even understand. Like, it's – I don't know. There's, like, a a rage that – Rises up inside of me. And uh, like we were talking about this earlier, but in the last 25 years, Illinois has had two seasons with an above 500 Big Ten record. Two seasons in 25 years. You don't get it, Nebraska fans. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> that you've had a couple of years, like, Bob Lini could only win nine games, whatever. Like, I, you don't understand what it means to walk in week in, week out and just, expect to get stomped
0: i mean you guys would have built bo pelini a statue a presidential library oh. i mean the yes. whole thing yeah yes. like yes. you can well, curse I mean, let's out i us be as, honest if you can, you can curse out here. as many refs and quarterbacks as you want bo your brother can do as much coke and as many co-eds as he wants just keep on Dude. winning nine.
1: Bo can cuss out my grandma. He can, like, <laughs> kick my kid. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't care, dude. If you, And you know what? He doesn't even have to win nine games. You win seven games two out of three years, dude, I'm building you a statue myself, okay?
0: <laughs> so you're just, needless to say, you're just on a whole other plane of misery that Nebraska fans don't appreciate. They've still got those, you know, the 90s. Yes, it was 20, 25 years ago, but you've got to go back to, like, Red Grange to get to national prominence.
1: Oh, dude. Thank you for bringing up Red Grange. I appreciate that. (laughs) ESPN rated him the greatest college football player of all time. Just going to throw that out there. But, um, yeah, like, you you can remember the 90s.
0: That's Illinois.
1: Yeah. Oh, Eric Crouch. Whatever. Red Grange is the GOAT. But, anyways, like, you can remember the 90s. You can remember the 90s. I remember remember the 90s. I
0: distinctly remember... I remember 95 really well. I remember 97 really well. My first – the first football game I remember watching start to finish was the – so it was the 1994 championship, so the 95 Orange Bowl game against Miami. That is my first football memory.
1: Um, man. Yeah, I don't remember 1924.
0: <laughs> That's a bit before your time.
1: Yeah, no. No, not at all. So, yeah, dude, it's been a long time, man. And that I think that's what makes this season for Illinois fans, the few of us that are here. Like, it It makes this season so much more frustrating because I I think we seriously thought this year something might happen. Like, so
0: this was supposed to be through. the year
1: that Levy turned it around, man. It,
0: so yeah. Take, take, me, take me through the last few head coaches, right? So, you had, you had Ron Zook, he flamed out. You had Tim Beckman. Is that right? Did I skip one? Oh, yeah. Nope. Tim Beckman. Tim Beckman. You had Bill Cubit for one
1: right? interim year. Yeah.
0: And then Lovey. Yes. Look at you. You got it, man. man so I, yeah, that's off the top of my head. I feel really good about that, frankly. Um. So that's your yeah. that's your just parade of that's your marching band to nowhere of head coaches so far. Yeah. I mean, there's still some hope for Lovey still. How mad are you that they hired uh, t- Tim Beckman instead of Mike Leach after Ron Zook? Well, I just had to take a second to breathe
1: because um, <laughs> that, was on, off that was on the table for a second. It was, yeah. But Mike Leach had baggage, man.
0: He had and that, so thing he, it wasn't the
1: deal. Illinois way. Yeah, locking him in a closet or something. I don't care. Well, Once you, again, you anything, can lock my kid like in a Craig, closet. I don't care. If
0: he's anything like Craig James,
1: he had it coming. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fair man. Fair. I don't think I don't think anyone else bought that at the Texas Tech. But yeah, so okay, if you go back to the end of the Ronzuk era. So Ronzook comes in from Florida. And Illinois was, you know, it was just a mess. Ron Turner was the coach before Ron Zook, and you know he he did some cool things at Illinois. Took them to the Sugar Bowl, and uh, but then things just kind of petered. The story was that Turner didn't like to recruit, so Ron Zook comes in, and he's like the ultimate recruiter. He's
0: like and the opposite he gets
1: of Ron all Turner. these studs. Yes, and so he gets. I mean, he gets these guys showing up. You, you mentioned. Him, Juice Williams, Aurelius Bin, uh, Vontae Davis like these dudes showing up that have who no was business. The linebacker?
0: Who was the linebacker with the super long arms? You know, who I'm talking about <laughs> Jay Layman. Jay no, no,
1: Layman. no, 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 no,
0: no, no, he was the he was oh, like the guy I, Wilson. Yeah. Is, Thank you. I was like, about. Yeah, I was like, yes. I expect I expect Jay Layman to be in Illinois. I did not expect Martez Wilson to be in Illinois.
1: No, and Martez Wilson, you know. Just a, a full 6'4 with his knuckles dragging on the ground, man. Like that dude, his wingspan was at least 15 feet. And I'm not exaggerating. So
0: he was uh, he was a uh, condor. He was a condor, basically.
1: Yes, yes. Unfortunately he had some injury issues, but he finished out his career, got drafted by the Saints, and then kind of petered out a little bit, but uh, yeah, but Ron's getting all this talent to come in and crazy. You know, he takes us to the Rose Bowl. Crazy things happen. Um, we come back in 2009, and that was supposed to be the year. 2009, we were supposed to win the Big Ten. Our over-under on wins that year was nine and a half. In retrospect, which is that's old. just ridiculous for it. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't work out. We ended up going three and nine. Okay. And um, typical, should have seen it coming. And dude, recruiting just fell off. Uh, Ronzuk tried to save it in 2010, won six games. 2011, won six games. But a new AD came in. He wanted to do his own stamp. Recruiting was getting stagnant. In 2011, Ronzuk started six and zero, oh, and then finished the year zero oh and six. And that was it. Like that was just it. So that's
0: a, that's a tough look.
1: Yeah. And so most people are on board. They're like, you know what, Ron Zook, he he did what he could. He took this program to maybe the next stabilized level. So we need someone to come in and just, dude, explode this thing. And who's the guy? Tim Beckman.
0: It was not Tim Beckman, though.
1: (laughs) Good grief, In hindsight, do you know who Tim Beckman's offensive coordinator was at Toledo? Do you remember? Ooh. I don't. It was a young stud by the name of Matt Campbell.
0: Oh, the the Iowa State guy, right?
1: He was turning around at Iowa State. And so the idea was...
0: He took over for Beckman, right?
1: At Toledo. So he was supposed to come with Beckman.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. It was
1: supposed to be a Beckman-Campbell deal. And he made the right choice and stayed at, at Toledo... And, uh, you know, obviously his story is still being written, but, uh, yeah, actually if you even go a little bit before that, the story is, is that, uh, Mike Thomas, who is our our AD, who's since been fired and has been fired from his next school because he's just the ultimate trash of an AD. Um, (laughs) Hey, Steve Peterson would like to have a (laughs) word, you know what? Fair. Maybe we got it there. Um, but he, he was convinced that Kevin Sumlin was coming to Illinois like he had he had been convinced by Kevin someone and his his crew of people when he was still at what was he at Houston at the time yeah he was at um, Houston. he was convinced that Kevin someone, was coming to Illinois and so that's why he fired Zook and then someone obviously used that for a cash grab at A&M um, which you know good for him and then we you ended up even- with our I think choice G which was Tim Beckman
0: I don't even know if that's a cash grab I mean I think A&M came in later and that's just a better job right I mean a and a better job than Illinois
1: well I I think he had
0: uh you had the a yeah, offer totally already fair.
1: yeah I think I think he knew that A&M was going to offer him something and so yeah he kind of he kind of used it but whatever so sad. So yeah, Tim Beckman comes in and he's like, "I'm gonna build this program through the JUCO ranks." And I'm telling you, the flyers that this dude took on JUCO players,
0: man, it was bad. He would have been the uh, he would have been a star if Last Chance U was going on back then.
1: <laughs>
0: he would have, he'd have been he'd yeah. have been in every episode. Yeah, like. we felt really at home in this last season. Yeah, He would have come in, he'd have been in every episode. I really like your quarterback. I really like your D end. I really like the running back. I I don't care that they're all been arrested and aren't going to pass. Sign them up. Let's go. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling
1: you, it was like a never ending conveyor belt of Juco kids coming in that never saw the field, except for, I will throw this out there. He did have two fines in Jihad Ward, who then went on to be, I believe, a second-round draft pick with the Raiders, and Geronimo Allison, who is now Aaron Rodgers' basically like number two option in Green Bay. So he had two guys. Um, but, man, everything else just ran into the ground. So then he gets fired because of a scandal of uh, forcing kids who are injured to play.
0: Yeah, player abuse. I remember that. The offensive Blind yeah right.
1: and so he gets he gets fired yeah yeah dude simon Sianovich. uh you can google him if, if you can spell his name <laughs> i so, can't so i'm not going to spell it for
0: you but uh Cubic comes in and takes over for the next year right but nobody ever really expects him to be the guy Right.
1: yeah he actually he did a pretty good job that season um so Beckman gets fired like four days before the season starts, and which is not you know ideal. Not ideal. And so Cubit, no Cubit no, takes over for that year. He's the interim coach. We get to the end of that season, and before the last game, we're five and six. Before our game against Northwestern, uh, they extend Cubit on a on a a two year deal, which. You you know, for a head coach, like, that's terrible. Like, nobody can that's, recruit that's on a two-year deal. Yeah, like, it's just, it's so bad. In fact, the we had, at that time, we had an interim head football coach, an interim athletic director, and an interim chancellor at the university.
0: So lots so, of stability. Lots of stability.
1: Yes, and no one wanted to make it a, like an ultimate decision. And so, actually, the interim AD came out and said, you know what, when he extended Cubit, he said, you know what, this isn't ideal, but we don't think it's a knife to the heart of the program. Those were his actual words in extending Bill cubit like wow, what a glowing review of what we're doing here. just trash man and so
0: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> that's awful. quite the uh, vote of confidence
1: yeah and so then uh in January, we hire our now a d josh Whitman, a former player he was on that that uh Uh, Sugar Bowl football team his first day in the office he fires Bill Cubitt his second day he hires Lovey Smith Um, and four years later here we are
0: so people are probably wondering okay why do I have you give me this history of Illinois football and the reason is I want people to understand that What's going on in Illinois now is just a microcosm of what's always gone on at Illinois. And you've got this new hire with Lovey a few years later. The hopes about run out. And so where is Illinois at with Lovey Smith at this point? Because it seemed like at the time when he got hired, people were excited about it. People, you know, obviously coming off of an NFL coaching job. He's got that sweet beard now, so that's pretty cool. Where is where's the, where's the fan base with Lovey Smith now?
1: Yeah, we uh, yeah. This was supposed to be the year, man. And so when he came in, he um, he kind of cleaned house. Like he he played all the freshmen, uh, and uh, like like our our tag for this year is the future is now and so that's all leading into like two years ago he's playing you know we started 23 true freshmen and so the whole idea is yes we're gonna we're not gonna be good we're not gonna be good but we're gonna have these kids take their lumps now and they're gonna grow from this and they're gonna be experienced and just wait you know a couple of years from now when these guys are juniors and seniors and they've been playing and so that was supposed to be this year and, and you know they come out strong against what we now know is just an awful Akron team and then we struggle at Yukon which is, is one of the worst FBS schools in the nation and then we come home last week and you know get out coached out schemed out disciplined outplayed by an Eastern Michigan team which you know has beaten Big 10 teams in the past but they're not sneaking up on anybody anymore and so you should been should have been more prepared and so honestly at this point most Illinois fans were like Lovey, you got to get us to six wins this year you got to get us to six wins and when we knew for that to happen that we needed to be three and oh coming out of non-conference and now so just sitting at two and one most people have given up dude
0: so I just want people to listen to the pain in Evan's voice right now and I, listen, I get Nebraska fans, you haven't had the success you want. You haven't had the, the conference titles, the national titles. It's been a long time. But you don't have the brokenness and dejectedness that my guy Evan has. And I just need you to take a minute to listen. appreciate And you take a minute to appreciate what he's been through and the fact that you haven't been through that as a Nebraska fan before we move on. I just need you to take a minute. Nebraska fans, and just just breathe in his misery and let it it motivate you and inspire you that you've never been that sad about football.
1: Listen, I'm just here (laughs) to show you it can always be worse.
0: It can. And so, all right, so let's assume Illinois doesn't get to six wins this year. I think that's fair. And uh, where do they go from here? Uh, I know we talked about some some possible people that I like as a head coach. I threw out Josh Heupel at UCF, and you're like, I don't know if we can get Josh Heupel. And that's a rude awakening when you don't know as a Big Ten school if you can get the UCF coach.
1: Yeah. I uh, Are you still there I don't to break you? I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, you cut out for a second. But I don't know where we go from here. Like, for a lot of people, it's like, man, because you you said people were excited when Lovey got hired. And so it's like, man, if Lovey can't do this, who can? And so um, a lot of people think that if we can get to five wins and they're respectable, he'll stay. I don't know if that's the right decision or not. But uh, I think what we need, because ultimately Lovey's career – like, it, it, it's not – like, it's made already. You know, he's a stud NFL coach. He's gone to a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. Like, he's set. He didn't need Illinois. And so what I think – we need a young and up-and-coming guy who's – honestly, his career depends on succeeding here. He's going to recruit his tail off. He knows that every single week is uh, – like, he needs this to take any next – I don't care if we're a stepping stone job or not. Cause if honestly, if someone moves on from us, that means they've succeeded. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we can get Josh Heupel. I think he's going to be in line for something bigger than us. Let's be honest. UCF is bigger than us. So, um, I don't think that's the guy, but if we can find some young coordinator and man, just roll the dice, what do we got to lose, man? Nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Um, all right, we'll get off Illinois's kind of sad history and move on to the game on Saturday. Um, Illinois does have some talent, despite the loss to Eastern Michigan, but despite the struggles. Um, obviously, they got Reggie Corbin at quarterback. They got Brandon Peters, the Michigan transfer, who not great, but he's you know he's better than a lot of the quarterbacks that have run through Illinois. Um, but to me, I think defensively. That pass rush, the pass rush that Illinois can put on, uh, can put on Nebraska could be the biggest issue uh, for the Huskers uh, tomorrow. What are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I th- I think um, we have the the nation's sack leader in Aluwalo o- Butiku, and so uh, he's disruptive. But here's what I've noticed in watching their defensive line is that. Uh, they're not quickly disruptive. And so they're not a defensive line that is going to um, be in the backfield right away. They need a little, they need some help. And so they're going to need um, blitzes. They're going to need their secondary to be able to hold on just a little bit longer than they have, honestly, in the last two games Um, because them by the the front four by themselves are not going to get to the quarterback on their own. Um, and so they're going to need some help. Honestly, what I'm mostly worried about is their run defense. And so uh, what has eaten them up all year is the read option. And I heard that Nebraska might like to do the read option. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. So a that's bit. not looking good for this defensive line. Yeah. And you you just go back and you watch the film, and there's just no discipline. Uh, and so honestly, Adrian. Martinez, I think, could have a field day this this weekend because um, I go back and I watch the film, and the man, they're diving straight at running backs. They're, there's no contain. There's no uh, discipline from linebackers. Uh, they fall for fakes easily. Um, there's actually one play where they have a blocker that pulls, and two guys dive at the blocker, <laughs> and the quarterback almost doesn't like he doesn't know what to do because. <laughs> he's never seen something like this before. And uh he ended up just keeping it and running for 20 yards untouched. Like, and so there it seems like there's there's not a lot of discipline on this defensive line right now. Um, even though there's a lot of talent. And so that's what gives us hope each week is maybe this is the week that something comes together. because uh, um, like I said, Batiku, he's the nation's sack leader, he's a former five-star recruit. He's a transfer out of USC. Um, our defensive tackles, man, they're big, they're strong um but they're man they just got to play discipline this week
0: so i'll be interested to see because a big and a big area of conversation for nebraska has been how the adrian martinez just hasn't looked right running the football this year for the most part some people think it's a weight issue um not bad weight. i think he's just carrying too much um and that's kind of where I land. Some people think it's an offensive line issue. I think that's part of it as well. So I'll be interested to see if they have so if Illinois has so much trouble with the read option, if Adrian Martinez has, isn't able to take advantage of that weakness from Illinois, that's gonna to me raise some real concerns about um, his running ability and whether or not this is something that's going to get fixed at some point during the season because you would think this would be kind of a get-right game for the quarterback run option. Yeah, and uh, that's what it
1: was last week. We, we w- went into the Eastern Michigan game knowing that they had a mobile quarterback, knowing that they like to run different versions of the read option and, man, we still just couldn't do anything against it. It still seemed like no matter what decision the defensive line made, it was the wrong decision. And if Adrian Martinez doesn't get it right in this game, this is probably the easiest game he has on the rest of the Big Ten schedule to figure this out. Because it's going to get serious quick here for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously next week they go and get Ohio State. So um, on the other side of the ball, it won't be the easiest test for the Nebraska defense against Reggie Corbin. I think one. I think one Nebraska assistant. I I could be wrong here. Said that he might be the best running back they face all year. He might be forgetting about Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. Not to take anything away from Reggie Corbin, but Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in the country. So, uh, tell me about Reggie Corbin and kind of the problems he presents.
1: Yeah, I I don't think I would take Reggie over Jonathan Taylor, but I get what he's what he's saying. Here because Reggie might be he might be the most elusive back that they'll face the rest of the year. Man, this this dude's got some wiggle. He's got uh speed, he can cut on a dime. He's famous for running a stretch run one side, seeing it's nothing, and completely reversing field and turning it into an eighty yard touchdown run. The issue with Reggie this year though is that he uh in the first week got a hit pointer and and he, he missed most of that first game missed all of the second game and then uh came back last week and you know had 20 carries for 144 yards and he honestly could have had 200 yards if it wasn't for holding penalties on the offense um and so it it will be interesting this week cuz he complained last week about you know being pretty gassed throughout the game and um maybe not having his conditioning back so I'm Really interested this week to see how he's feeling, how we look, um, because I think that he could have a huge game this week if Rod Smith, our offensive coordinator, can keep keep his discipline and keep going back to him and not getting excited with with what else is on this offense.
0: So that's basically the Illinois game in a nutshell. Uh, Nebraska is favored. I think. I think I saw it all the way up to 13 and a half. I think it dropped down to 13. Um, that feels, and when you talked to me about it, I think it was at 12 and a half, and you liked Nebraska minus the 12 and a half. I feel like that might be a little bit of PTSD from you, um, just from being an Illinois fan. But thirteen and a half, that feels a little rich to me. I can I can very easily see this going either Nebraska, you know, it could be a one-possession game at the end. Or, I could see Nebraska winning, running away. Where where are your thoughts on it now that you've had a little bit more time to think about it in terms of the spread and, and how you think it'll end up?
1: Yeah. Here's the crazy thing, is that uh, this team can score. Both these teams can score. And so, anytime you get two teams on the same field that have good, talented offenses, um, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. And so... Um, I think 13-and-a-half might be – I jumped on it at 12-and-a-half. I don't know if I would have jumped on it as quick at 13-and-a-half, but I would probably still take it. Because here's what we've noticed so far. And one of the keys to the game for Illinois is to play clean football. Right now they're averaging 85 yards per game in penalties. That's not – And they're averaging 10 yards per penalty, which means they're not just like the false start. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's not just false starts or small stuff like that. There's lots of drive killing penalties that they haven't been able to fix. So what I see happening is almost kind of like last year where they're both going up and down the field. And then Illinois kind of starts stubbing their toes and start struggling a little bit while Nebraska keeps scoring. And, um Illinois's offense just kind of peters out just a little bit and so I honestly personally would probably still take that 13 and a half I wouldn't feel great about it um but I'd probably take the over I think last uh, last I saw it was 60 and a half um Ooh. okay and I think I, I would feel good about that over
0: So you like the over there. Um, I want to get you out of here on this. Obviously, you've got kind of an outsider's perspective, but you still have. um, You've got an idea of the Nebraska program. You pay really close attention to the Big Ten in general. Um, With Nebraska and with Scott Frost, there's he's going to get more leash than just about anybody in the country will at any job in the country, obviously, but. Uh, there was a little bit of hand wringing after the Colorado game. Didn't love some of the play calling and that type of thing from fans here in the state. When you look at Scott Frost, when you look at his track record as a head coach, which, which admittedly is not super long, and where he's gotten Nebraska so far and kind of the direction they're going, how do you feel about the direction Scott Frost has the program going? Well, I'll just say that
1: we were pretty. Be upset when Nebraska hired Scott Frost because we just, I mean, it's just a match made in heaven. Like, we liked Mike Riley. I don't know how, I don't think Nebraska fans liked him, but we really liked him <laughs> um, because we always felt like we had a chance. And we actually did. We beat Nebraska one year. Um, dude, I, I think Scott Frost is a stud. I think he's going to need a little bit of time, just like anybody would whenever they're stepping into a program and they're trying to instill an identity. Um, and a foundation to build from but when i look at what scott frost is doing what he's done even last year how how rough last year started and how they finished the year i think that just it it just shows you the kind of fight that he's putting into this program um and i would not, not be shocked Maybe not, not this year because I know people were jumping out real fast, and you know, Nebraska is going to win the Big Ten West and all that stuff. I don't think it's going to be this year, but I would not be shocked if in the next several years Nebraska is at the top of the Big Ten West going to Indianapolis often fighting for Big Ten championships.
0: Well, Stoney, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, I, I appreciate you letting me take you down a a mostly painful memory lane um i do uh i do hope that we can we can get on here again and i know we both like to gamble and we last year we basically had these conversations every friday night uh but it was just about gambling and what picks we liked and everything so we may have to squeeze another one of those in on a thursday um, we're both in the same nfl pick'em league now so we can definitely get into it about that as well um your wife's in that league too And I don't think she's too happy with me being right about the Bears so far. But uh, I do really appreciate it. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Any last words you want to get in uh, before we head out?
1: Uh, Yeah, even though I just said that I think Nebraska wins thirteen and a half, my heart is just pounding that this is the week. This is the week that Illinois figures it out, and they come home with the upset victory
0: all right probably not probably not (laughs) see you do the smart thing though you you root for your team but then you bet against your team so that you're happy either way it's win-win man it's win-win no matter what that's the that's the best way to do it honestly because then i can't do that because i always talk myself into betting on my team and then i just double lose and it ends up being a disaster.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, I've been there, too. It happens, man. Whatever. There's always tomorrow. (laughs)
0: That, you know what happened? You know what it was? I know we said we were leaving, but I got another gambling story. What it was, was like, it was 2013, the back end of a four-team parlay was Clemson at Florida State. That was the year Florida State was unbelievable. Jameis Winston was a true freshman. They won the national title. They just house Clemson like fifty-six to three, and they were like I don't know three-point favorites in that game or something. That was the that was my fourth game of a fourteen parlay, and the Red Sox I believe clinched the World Series that same night, which I had a different bet on, oh. and so... <laughs> I got just really good, positive reinforcement with betting on my teams that night, and it's been a really hard and really expensive habit to try and break.
1: (laughs) Dude. Yeah, I
0: I can't... (laughs) That entire next year, I kept betting on Florida State, and they won. Uh, I think they went undefeated again, but every single game was close, and so... I lost almost every single game I bet on Florida State the next year.
1: Yeah, it'll get you, man. It'll get you. That's how they keep you coming back and then they just crush your spirit and your soul. But you know what? The sun rises again and we're right back online the next day figuring out what are the lines, what are the overs, what are the unders.
0: Gambling we're make some money. Gambling seems like a perfect metaphor for Illinois football. They get you in with that sweet taste and then they just crush your dreams the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. Once every 16 years, we got (laughs) something special, man.
0: You hit that 14 or five teamer on the parlay once every 16 years, and then you just keep coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, buddy. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, We will talk soon. We'll get you back on the podcast soon. And uh listen, I for your sake, I hope that Nebraska covers.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Let's do it. You let me know when I can hop back on, and we're gonna
0: make it happen. All uh, right. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula. Really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast portal of choice. Check us out on Facebook, Heavy Lifting with Ravi Lula, on Twitter at R A Lula. Or on the website, RaviLularadio.com, and make sure to come back and listen on Monday for Meathead Monday.